Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jason Smith, uh, last night, the Grizzlies took a L on the court. Seven of the last eight they lost, uh, lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. I'm not going to talk about too much as far as basketball is concerned in that game. Um, I do want to talk about the uh, the event, the main event of that game, which was Dylan Brooks and Donovan Mitchell getting into it. These guys have had a rivalry uh, of talking that has gone back for a while. Um, Donovan Mitchell, of course, we did see him in a playoff series a couple of years ago, our first playoff series, uh, the year that we um, got in through the play-in. We played Utah, beat them in game one, lost the next four games. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, of course, uh, was an animal in that series. Yes. Uh, kind of did what he wanted to do. Uh, him and him, somebody, somebody said they've got some college stuff going on. They, they, they had like some beef maybe in college or something. They may, I, I might be wrong. I mean, I never heard that, but it seems like I remember hearing something about them having some some type of beef that goes back to college. But those two guys definitely have an NBA rivalry, and it came to a head yesterday. Uh, Dylan Brooks hit Donovan Mitchell in the nuts. And it caused uh, Donovan to kind of go off a little bit through a basketball at Dylan. I saw the report about Dylan being suspended while I was uh, picking my son up from school. So I didn't see if Donovan Mitchell was suspended or not. Was was Donovan Mitchell suspended as well or was it just Dylan? I didn't see it. To, to my knowledge, no, that it was just Dylan. Okay. Um, I guess all debatable. Not surprised to see Dylan get suspended. I would have thought that uh, Donovan would have got suspended as well, especially the aggression that he so showed um if we already talked about this on the jason and john show you guys can go back and listen to that as well great uh segment we do every friday 11 25 um we both agree that we think dylan did this intentionally right like this wasn't like he was falling and reaching for something <laughs> like we both agree that dylan intentionally hit donovan below the belt right yeah he crossed the line a guy that plays right on that line all the time absolutely mm-hmm. turned and saw donovan as he was rolling Mm-hmm. Makes the roll and definitely hits up. So we agree there. Stein. Yeah. Um, we we both kind of agree that I don't think that Dylan is a dirty player, but he that definitely was a dirty move. And I think Dylan just, like you said, rides the line and uh he he plays with such high energy that uh that those type of plays, um, not totally not surprised to see something like that. I've heard other things about Dylan in the past as far as things that he's done, whether it be in practice or whether it's been in games or whatever. So he's he's kind of a he's kind of a madman. He usually finds a method to his madness, but sometimes it can be uh, uncontrollable, and you get events like you saw the other night. Uh, I will echo something that your co-host John Martin said on the show today when he said the Grizzlies just don't look good doing this. And when what I mean by doing this is the antics, the the talking, the fighting. I mean the talking is one thing, but. You know the fisticuffs and all this guy. You know, like you're ready to fight. You're ready to fight Shannon Sharp one game, and and then you're out here. You you get into it with Donovan Mitchell. 
Uh, just saw that Donovan Mitchell was fine. He was not going to be suspended like uh, Dylan was, but he was fined twenty thousand dollars. Sports Illustrated is saying that um, that Donovan Mitchell was fined twenty thousand dollars. But yeah, man, it's just it's I liked it better when we were the lovable underdog team that had a little edge. You know what I mean? The teams, you know, like people were hating on us for whatever reason, and we were still, you know, backing up and, and walking it while we talked it. But now, man, we're just getting kind of annoying to me, man. And and it's like, you you can't be out here doing all this talking and yapping, ready to fight, and you've lost seven of your last eight games. You know what I mean? And I'm I don't I don't like the look. I wish that we would put our efforts and our energy some somewhere else. Um, like I said on the show today, man. Like I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of going through Dylan fatigue right now. Like I'm kind of tired of talking about him. I'm tired of wondering what he's gonna do this summer. Um, I think he's an excellent defender. I think it's more so mental with him than actually what he's doing on the court. I think he, I think the little things he does get under guys' skin and they just kind of bother guys and agitate guys. I don't think it's as much as like technique than it is like effort and just being crazy as shit. But <laughs> whatever it is, it, it works for him. But um, I'm just kind of tired of it, man. I'm t- I'm tired of all the extra stuff. Um, and when guys are saying words like Donovan Mitchell said yesterday. Basically, like that's who he is. Everyone knows he's that type of guy. You don't like to hear that about your type of guy, but about your own guys, man. So I'm just kind of fatigued with all of. Let Let me ask you this, saying we we and 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 you and I touched on this during the show today. Like mm-hmm. we we were we were lauding him, we were praising him for the job he did at the end of the Cleveland game, the win mm-hmm. for Memphis that was a couple of weeks back, right? Uh, when he, you know, when he when he gets into this altercation with Donovan, and yes, he crossed the line and sort of allowed, you know, what he's trying to do to opponents to get to him in terms of getting under under the skin. But when he did that, Donovan was two of eleven from the from the field. It was a five point game. If you think about think back to the Lakers game. And frankly, I thought, you know, after a loss there, you know, Desmond Bain, we know the shooter play, uh uh Grizzlies gave that game away. But my point on that is the job he did on LeBron in that game. Now he talked about it too much afterwards because it was a loss, but the job he did on LeBron in that game was impressive. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like I, there's a little part of me that feels like, yes, because of what he's shot offensively the last two months, and it's been dreadful. We're talking career lows. And yes, because now you have Stephen A saying, well, this guy ain't defending the way he used to, that all of a sudden, and you have some, you know, including Donovan Mitchell calling him a dirty player, that all of a sudden, man, because of this, you know, what's happened here recently, um, we're ready to throw him away. I'm not saying that the right move isn't to move on from Dylan, mm-hmm. but it's it's just crazy. And I understand the sort of embarrassment that you get as he, whether a media member or fan, uh, somebody covers his team or a fan. You're talking about a team that talks and wants to fight and hadn't won anything in this 15 and 16 against the West. But it seems like to me that we're trying to flip Dylan all of a sudden based on a couple of months here when earlier this season it was working fine. And in fact, what you've asked of him offensively saying, right, to take less shots, mm-hmm. to be more of a fourth option, he's actually doing. And right. so I have a hard time just turning on Dylan, even though trading him might be the right move, just based on what we've seen, because frankly, he's been doing his job. He's been doing what's been asked of. Has he been at, at, at a career low level offensively? Yes. But defensively, he is still that guy you want out on the perimeter on a team's best player. So whether it's you know, getting something back for him if you're making a move, whether he's part of something bigger for OG. I'm just, I, I 
you know, I, I said it was a dirty play too, but I've, I've found myself coming to his defense more today saying whether it's been folks like you ready to move on from him or mm-hmm. folks, you know, wanting to label him a dirty player. Because again, I didn't think the Gary Payton thing last year was dirty. You you want to call it reckless, maybe sure. But this mm-hmm. ain't, we're not, in my estimation, we ain't talking about Draymond Green. Now, and, and we're taking that and, and putting it to this team talks too much. A lot of the talking too much is job. You know, and, and it's not just Dylan Brooks. You know what I'm saying? Like that. that so, so that part isn't just a Dylan Brooks thing. And back, and and my point of saying that, if you send Dylan out of here, I don't think that necessarily stops in terms of a team that's brash and says we don't care about anything in the West. That starts with a uh, with Josh. So, I don't know. Saying it, it is. It, it has become a more complicated discussion than it felt like it was right. before the season. And it's especially added to the fact you've seen this bad play from him of late. He makes this embarrassing play last night, but I, I, I do. I still question how much has really changed. How is he no longer the guy that we thought he was? You know, you know, three months ago. I, I, I don't know that he is. I don't know that he is. Yeah, I'm. I'm by no means saying that they should or will move on from him. I'm just kind of tired of it, man. I mean, it's just, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like, bro, like we don't like. Do all but Dylan's that old, but, but to your point, I just want to piggyback on. But Dylan's older. It's not right. This is probably mm-hmm. gonna be what's he twenty seven saying somewhere twenty six, twenty seven something. Like we're, we're not, you know, he's a little bit older than Ja and Jaren. So you just wanted to, you know, maybe to your point, maybe this isn't some, you know, he grows out of or knows how to figures mm-hmm. out how to control all the time. Yeah, man, it's it's a um, it's a it's a rough situation. I understand him getting suspended totally. Um, I hate to see it. It's just a bad look, man. When you're seeing players, you're like it's a whole melee out there. You're breaking up players. All that just looked really silly. You know what I mean? It, it just no, I agree with um, it. It was wasn't a good look at all. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Uh, But something that was a good look yesterday that I definitely was excited to see come across my screen was the announcement that even came to my surprise. Someone who pretty much pulled for this uh, early in this season, thinking there could be uh, this could be the year it could happen. We had different opinions on it. I'm not here to, you know, brag about anything because I didn't see, I did not see this happen, especially not the way it happened last night. And that was Jaron Jackson Jr. being selected to his first All Star game. An exciting moment for the city, exciting moment for the franchise. First time in franchise history we've had two All Stars on the same team. John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr. Both name is uh, is Western Conference reserves yesterday. Of course, the uh, actual teams everyone's playing for. We won't know that until the actual day of the game, which is pretty dope, all things considered. I think we both agree that it's time to end the whole picking teams thing and just go back to East versus West. But, um, yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. selected as an all-star. Um, the thing I think the thing that happened was the same thing that I talked about months ago when we first started talking about this, is that coaches know who they game plan for. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they know that, okay, yeah, I, I've had to change a lot of shit to when, I, when, we get, when we get ready to play the Grizzlies. You know what I mean? I know we have to scheme against this guy, whether that's trying to get him off the court with foul trouble or just avoiding that guy at the rim. I know that we have to change our whole defensive scheme because this man who's putting up historical numbers uh, in shot blocking. I talked about this the other day. 
I'm sure things have changed because, you know, that was a couple of games ago, a couple of days ago. But Jaron Jackson Jr. was, uh, I think, 12 blocks behind the leaders, which are uh, uh, Nick Claxton and uh, uh, Brooke Lopez. He was only 12 blocks behind those guys, 13 and 15 games behind them mm. as far as, like, games played. Incredible. To have caught those guys, to be to being caught those guys that quickly is phenomenal. And he's probably going to catch them in the next month or so if he keeps up the, the pace he's on. And um, Jaron, like I said, is putting up some historical rim protected numbers, man. He's, he's doing some stuff like like you're playing a video game and the difficulty's not up high enough. Like he's really going off. So, and I think that um, the fact that you know the 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 the, uh, the opposing coaches saw that and recognized how good of a year he's having is phenomenal. It gives you kind of hope in a lot of things. Uh, there are a lot of guys that I can understand that were snubs that uh, I can understand the frustration. Darren Fox. For sure, uh, Anthony Edwards. Uh, of course, I think I think Fox more than anything because his team was is top three in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard some Aaron Gordon. I don't care about Aaron Gordon, man. Like, and, and here's the thing too. Like, I'm not. I don't like how the media is allowed to have it both ways with uh, with um, with uh, Nikola Jokic. And what I mean is this. You're saying he's the MVP because of the guys he's surrounded by and how much he does and how much he carries that team. Well, that's the case. He's the only All Star there. Like, is that even up for debate? We had the same discussion with y'all last year. Y'all said y'all said y'all was the only All Star on that team, but then also said he's not MVP caliber, and he was leading us to the second best record in the league. So it's like it's it's the the um the contradictions in that alone, you know, are, are super frustrating. But uh, like I said, I don't really have a case. I, th- I get the Anthony Davis stuff too. He's missed so many games, right? Um, I get, but he's had a tr- tremendous season. But just shout out to Jaron for real. Um, and it made me think about I think it was last week's show when they announced the starters, and I said there's something about that voting that I'm interested in seeing because it was like the the, the number eight and nine guys. It didn't really list who those guys were. I said if that's Jaron, his chances of getting to the All Star game may be a little better, and it did play out that way that he got in um, super excited about it, man. Like um, Jaron is of course, Jaw's the man, but Jaron is, I root for Jaron more on this team than I do. Ja. Um can't really explain why, but Jaron's always been like my favorite player on this team. So I'm super excited to see him in that all-star game. Uh, hopefully it's something that could just light a fire under him, give him that confidence he needs to just keep taking this game to the next level. And, and Jaron, we're seeing this game inside and out. It's just evolving right in front of our eyes this, this year so far. But like I said, um, it's just a great a great day, man, to celebrate having two young stars uh, under the age of 25 that are all-stars representing this team, representing the city. Yeah, and, and saying I, I agree with everything you said. I, I that, that offensive game will continue to evolve, and I think greatly uh, to something that's, you know, better, more unique than what it is now if, if the Grizzlies – you know, make a concerted effort to get him the ball more offensively. We've been saying it feels like we've been saying that all season. It feels like, too, that uh, Jaron is just scratching the surface of what he can be defensively. We're talking about if you go to that side and, um, and shout out to the coaches uh, saying you make a great point that decided, you know, this guy makes enough of an impact, the kind of impact defensively that should be recognized. Mm-hmm. And I think Drew Holiday on the east side was 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 what that that pick represented on the east was a, a defense guy so so happy for jaron he gets that but man to to be doing this at his age 3.3 blocks per game and really to just be you know 
he's really still just getting comfortable saying in terms of being a big man in the league, uh, 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 you know, uh, just being familiar with what guys are trying to run against you, how they're trying to attack you. I mean, the, the more years he gets under his belt, uh, the better that this is going to get. You're talking about a multiple time. Yes, he's going to win defensive player of the year, but this is going to be a guy that does it like Rudy Gobert, where we're talking multiple mm -hmm. defensive players. Yeah, that's what I truly believe. And by the time it's over, you know, who knows, man, we could be talking about one of the game's best because, because yeah. again, oh, okay. so much of it right now is still on raw talent, man. So much mm -hmm. of it now, right now is still on how versatile this kid is, how, how right. his reaction time, everything else, his reach and everything else, man, wait till he's got all these folks tendencies like filed away in the back of that head. Wait, wait, right. wait till you see how, you know, Wait till you see how mm -hmm. effective he is then. It's just getting started. It's so great to right. see him acknowledged in this way this early in his career. And you hope it leads to, a, you know, you hope it leads to multiple all-star game selections. I don't know why it wouldn't. Um, you know, you, guys like AD, you figure could be back in it next year, make it tougher for him. But now mm -hmm. that he's already had his name in once, you're, you know, and if that yeah. offense game keeps coming on the way it has, uh, he's going to be a multiple-time yep. selection. So great thing yeah. for the Grizzlies to get two for the first time in their history and, yeah, man. If you got to go to Salt Lake City, like I said uh, on the show, you might as well go with a partner, man, because it ain't it, there ain't much else. To, ain't know, nothing to do out there. I've been out there before. It's, yeah, ain't nothing to do for sure. Uh, but uh, take Crystal Mel. That's about the only thing they got going out there. <laughs> <laughs> ain't messing with that stuff, fool. Not not this team. I was I was out there visiting um, for a job I had, and I asked people. I was like, well, so I was like, tell me about your city. I was in Ogden, Utah. I went in. I went to Salt Lake City too. And I was in Ogden, Utah. Like, yeah, we're the crystal map capital of the world. I was like, all right, bet. That's that's what's up. I can tell by looking at you, sons of guns. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, you said something great about Jerry. You're talking about a guy who's still developing, like for real, still developing, like a guy who still struggles yeah. uh sometimes with fouls, sometimes controlling his body on the offensive end, doesn't know how to set screens. You know what I mean? You're still talking about a very raw player in Jaron who you figure once he really gets that old man body. An old man brain, you know, you're talking about a guy who could be, you know, an all time uh, great defender. So, like I said, it's exciting. Glad to see him there. Uh, I have a scenario. Uh, we, we talked about this off the air when I came on the Jason and John show today. Um, but we was like, is Jaron going to be the last guy to get picked? Man, a guy who's like strictly probably more so known for defensive more than anything. Mm -hmm. um, I, I offer this to you. I would guess that Joel Embiid might be the first reserve pick. Oh, yeah, because he should be right. starting. Right. So I'm sure he's probably going to be the first reserve to get picked. So I'm thinking Ja goes second. I'm thinking Ja will be the second reserve to get picked by somebody. Let me let me pull something up. Let me let me get some let me let me pull some actual faces up. I don't want to be I don't want to forget nobody, man. I think I think Bam is the one that you're hoping and will beat out Jaron for last. Wouldn't you, you take in an all-star game where you're really not picking for defense, even though Jaron's there for it? But what mm -hmm. the thing that Jaron can do is step outside oh, and hit that three. It ain't looking good. L let me let me take that away. Because I think Damian Lillard goes first. Okay. Dame's getting you're saying not looking, yeah, you're saying not it's gonna push Ja down? Yeah. Dame's gonna go first. I think. I think that Embiid goes second. If LeBron picks first, he's gonna take DeRozan. 
He might he take might. DeRozan over Ja. No, he'll take Ja. I don't know. I don't know. But I was, uh, if if Ja went second, I was like, well, at least Jaren and Ja be on the same team. But I don't know now because Ja's probably gonna go third. Yeah, and B yeah. might not go second though. You might, they might go Dame and then Ja. It, it might go Dame and then Ja, just like that. Throw away any All Star process that pits teammates against each other. That that is <laughs> yeah, man, it's stupid, man. Like what the dudes ain't on the same team. I I want to see, I want to see the image of uh, you know the the super, the super image of um, Ja and Jaren in the in the uh, in the uh, Rising Stars game when Ja goes up for like this tomahawk dunk and Jaren's jumping with them at the same time celebrating. Like I want to, I want to see that again, but in an All Star game. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they had to make it difficult, man. Had to make it for sure. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain by any of that because I'm super excited to see Jaron Jackson Jr. Not as an injury reserve, right? As a straight up reserve, like picked as as a reserve. The, the fifth uh, Grizzly uh, ever. The fifth Grizzly ever to be named an All Star. Yeah, she said the fifth ever. Two, both of them, Zach, Ja, Jaron. Yeah. You Mark was three up. time selection. Like you've had, you got yeah. guys. I'm yeah. saying the the five, the five Grizzlies to have been named All Star. Mark Powell first. Mark, mm-hmm. Zach, Ja, ja. and Jaren. Okay, yeah, that's five. Yep, for sure. And uh, Mike Conley, of course, he made it when he played for Utah. So, yeah. right, right, right. But, but yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff.